Desert Media presents The Bigger Picture. Hello, Ali Ansari. We are so happy to have you on The Bigger Picture podcast today. How are you feeling? Thank you so much for having me, Hiba. Uh, I'm feeling good, alhamdulillah. Thanks for coming. And this is so exciting because it's our first time meeting and it's on a podcast interview. So I'm going to get to know you better and all of that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Definitely. Tell us about your story, your personal <laughs> story, your story as an entrepreneur and everything. It's going to be a long story. <laughs> it is. So when people come and ask me how long you've been having the restaurants or they come and say nice decoration because mm -hmm. it's very authentic and Daba style. Although the restaurant is two years old now, but I say it's 15, 20 years old because I put all my efforts, all my uh, experiences in life into this place. So literally it's two years, but the place is more than two years. It's like all my life experience, all my uh, hard work, all my struggles, all my challenges, it's all put or kept in the place. Okay, but I wanted to know your personal story. So what do you do and how did you come up with this restaurant concept? What's the reason behind it? Yeah, so uh, I, f I work as a full-time job, uh, morning time, of course. And uh, during COVID, so many people lost their jobs. Yeah. And uh, somehow very close people from me also lost their jobs. And people were saying, oh, you guys Emiratis, you don't lose your job, blah, blah, blah. Everyone lost their jobs during COVID. So I was feeling uh, insecure. And uh, I had saved some amount of money okay. to build my future house, uh, which didn't happen, actually. And uh, I said, OK, this amount of money needs to go somewhere. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I was in the process of you know, making the design of the house and uh, being with the with the constructor okay. and all. But I have not spent anything yet. Yeah. So I was watching YouTube one night and uh, big up, I was watching uh, one of the motivational speaker, Mr. Muhammad Al-Blushi, one Nisni. Uh, he's like my biggest motivation. Okay. Uh, and because of him, I would say because of this video I watched, uh, I decided to change the direction mm -hmm. of building house into putting this amount in, in somewhere else. That was in July 2020. Yeah. Uh, after, like, next day, uh, I went into looking for a place to open something. I didn't have, like, uh, any idea what I will open. Having a restaurant was one of my dream because I've been cooking since I was 10, uh, of course, in home, with friends, going out in uh, barbecue, in camping. So I was one of the people who, who used to cook. And at house, sometimes when I'm bored, I just make my own uh, recipes. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, this came up and uh, I saw a place uh, close by where I'm living. And there was no restaurants there. Uh, restaurant is a service. So they say if you want to create a successful business yeah. you need to find a problem with people are facing and then you find solution for it and subhanallah before that like few years i used to come with my car you know at night sometimes i have some chai from some other places and i come to this place as this place lacks a restaurant or a place where people can gather around i never planned 
to have something there or I never imagined to have uh, such a thing. So after a week, I discussed with the landlord, went there, took the contract. Okay, now I have the shop. What to do next? Okay, so you got the shop before you thought of Ali Bhai concept. Yes, exactly. No I just way. said, I will take it. I will make a oh, restaurant. Okay. So I usually in my life, I don't plan much. Yeah. I just go with the flow, like plan a little bit. And then as you go, opportunities will come to you. Exactly. Because if you spend time on planning, you will mm. miss lots of opportunities. That's true. During that planning. And you flip, if you plan too much, while going to your target, you will definitely miss some opportunities on sideways. Because you're so focused on the planning part, you're exactly. not thinking about executing it, basically. Exactly. Initially, was an Indian restaurant. But okay. when I, in the process of mm. building and then doing the, you know, the interior and all, I said, the design is a bit orangey. Then said, orange is a bit Indian color. Why not to make it like... Get little, some green. Get, get some, some green, exactly. Get some green. But then orange and green, they don't... They match somehow in weddings, not yeah. in, in functions. Exactly. So I actually hired a company to do a research for me. What is the most common color between India and Pakistan? Okay. What was the result? The reddish I'm wearing now. No way. Yes. Oh. And... Uh, even the logo and everything is like kind of this color of red. Mm. Uh, is it true? Yeah, I actually, I'm surprised myself. I'm, pa I'm from Pakistan, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that red is the common color between the two. But if you think about it, in Indian and Pakistani weddings, traditionally the bride wears red. Correct. So now I think it sort of makes sense that both the countries do like do that because maybe it's a lucky color. Yes. I'm not sure though. I don't know what was the reason. Yeah, but th that's they interesting. Found, they found this, that... This is the most common color in the in the villages of both mm. countries. Okay. So I said, okay, let's. They even put like I still have the presentation. They put like they have pictures from uh, both the countries and then okay. the cities, the areas, the villages. They still have the like the same redness. So we decided it will be this, and then came the name part. What name shall I put? Yeah. Uh, there is like there are. I chose certain names which they are already exist. Okay. And then I wanted this place to be a home for most people, mm. not only eat and go. Somewhere that they run out from home to come to their home, feel home, feel country, feel uh, something connected to exactly. to Desi, to India or Pakistan yeah. or somewhere. So yeah, uh, I made that style, which is Daba style, which is most famous also between both countries. Exactly. Uh, and then the food also was street food now what helped me most is that my father back in 50s and 60s used to have a theater uh, for bollywood movies uh, in dubai okay. so you know in back days in black and white and there was like projectors and all yeah he used to bring movies from directly from india and mm -hmm. he used to uh, show them to people and audience this was like a small small cinema hmm. So we grew up watching Indian movies instead of cartoons. We, like we, our uh, friends, our uh, um, uh, people who, who were close, family friends, they were all from India and Pakistan since my uh, father's business was yeah. mostly with, with, with them. But after like 80s and 90s, he changed his, uh, his uh, like, uh, career 
and he went into real estate. So, okay. uh, so he switched. Yeah, he switched. So we we grew up uh, talking Urdu, talking Hindi, listening to music. Uh, oh no way! I didn't know you know food. how to speak Urdu and of Hindi. Of course, Hindi pura hai mere ko. Wow, ah, good. Urdu bhi aata hai. <laughs> Just because of the movies. Yeah, movies. Songs and friends, and of friends. course, that yes. helps. Like, yes. if I had Arab friends, maybe yes. I would know a little bit of Arabic. Yes, and uh, yeah, everyone was calling me Alibai, Alibai, Alibai. Uh, because I, as I as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to feel home. We need exactly. something, you know, something touchy, something you touch the heart. So yeah. I figured out like to put Alibai will will you know will bring them more will will let the mm. let it be more into uh, the 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 feeling of the of of, of the customers. Or of the guests who are coming to the restaurant, and surprisingly, the, the most customers I have not from India or Pakistan, locals. Interesting. Because yeah, they see uh, an Emirati chef, uh, still being chef, uh, cooking Indian food, which is I think officially uh, I might be the first one. I don't know if there is anyone else. Yeah, I think uh, you might. Yeah, you might. I be might right, be. Yeah. I might not. So, uh, yeah, they like it. And they love the street food, uh, like the pani puri, the day puri, the fusion that I do in the food. I mix some things, you know. Uh, yeah, that's the story behind it. I wanted to ask you, living in the UAE, how was your childhood like? And what are some of your core memories, like your best memories in the UAE? My childhood was challenging. We, I've been through many challenges, many struggles, up until certain age. And then things went very good. I was like at the peak. And then suddenly again, 2008, uh, drop again. So when I was at high school, I think grade 11, I used, I had to work to spend on myself and to pay for the school. I was in, pri- I was in private school, not uh, a, a government school. So because of the financial crisis happened, my father lost everything. And then I had to stand up on my feet because I'm the youngest and all my brothers were uh, married and out of home. I was living with my mom and dad. Uh, So I had to take over when I was uh, grade 11. I used to wake up in the morning, go to school, from the school, catch the bus uh, to the metro, to Emirates Mall, work there for a part-time in Harvey Nichols. I still remember that. And then... On the way back, if I have studies or I have some homework or I have uh, exams, I need to. I, I used to study in the metro, reaching home around 10 o'clock, exhausted, sleep, go no back way. next day. Yeah. So this thing went on and on for uh, some time. So uh, after a few times I, uh, or after a few, few months, I started, uh, I participated in Sheikh Majid Media Award. Uh, I was actually good in public speaking in the school. So they nominated me and I went. I made the uh, show, which I got the second place. And from there, they offered me a job in Dubai Sports Channel. I still was in high school and I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any mentor. So immediately I resigned from there and I joined uh, Dubai Sports Channel. Okay. Yeah. That, that was so young to get an opportunity like that. It was, yeah. Yeah. I was so, I won't say lucky. I worked for it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They say hard work keeps you where good luck finds you. That's true. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So 
no one is lucky if you work hard you will be lucky or mm. the luck will find you exactly there's no overnight success exactly after that my dream job was to be a pilot so i'm still in high school working and everything was fine i graduated from high school yeah. i applied for uh, uh, for a scholarship uh, for being a pilot i joined and uh, i started everything was fine i was the first on the batch we traveled to do the flying part in uh, spain and uh, when i was in spain uh, unfortunately my f- um, nephew passed away my mother's uh, uh, health was very bad so i had to come back and i had to sacrifice that so i left everything behind okay so you had I, to leave your pilot job yes because i had to continue yeah outside the the country and my my my, my mother's mental health mm. couldn't help her because she just lost someone very exactly. valuable to her and she couldn't handle me being uh, abroad so i said خلاص خلي okay. that yeah. comes first yeah say, family first yeah we say in arabic lajal ain tikram madina it means for for an eye we can sacrifice the whole city exactly so alhamdulillah i'm very glad that i left that job mm. But I took from there the experience. Yeah. Uh, I worked a normal job in a, in a hotel uh, for two years. Then I said, okay, that's not satisfying me. That's not what I want to be. Uh, I gained again more experience for customer service. I used to work in uh, one of the seven star hotels, which is the only one in Dubai. Virgil uh, <laughs> uh, Arab? Uh, you can name it. <laughs> So yeah, we used to train the, you know, all the staff for how to give an excellent customer service okay. for uh, for for the customer or the for VIPs. Mm. I took that with me also. Okay, hospitality, hospitality. how to take care of people. Yes. yes, I left there and I joined aviation industry again because I felt that where I belong to. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. From then uh, until now, I'm I'm growing. Alhamdulillah. Where I reach today, I'm 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 so glad. I'm so proud. Exactly. That's really nice. So all these little lessons that you've learned throughout your life, yes. you're using them in your restaurant. Yes. And that's how it's successful right now. That's your secret to success. It is. It's God's where put sometimes you feel like okay, why why I'm going through this? Yeah. What did I do exactly. wrong in my life? Thinking it's, negatively. Yes. It's it's not that you did something wrong, but Allah's putting you in some spots where you can take this experience for something else better coming in the future exactly and there's always they always say right keep your hopes high and uh, these people uh, these days like people say manifestation like manifest it'll be fine and you're gonna succeed but for us we just say inshallah it'll be fine and it and it is in the end it becomes fine at the end yeah exactly so you work in the aviation industry right now and you own a restaurant how do you manage the two things and which from the two is the most challenging one At the beginning was the first one, of course. Yeah. But uh, now I say, when I come to the restaurant, they ask me, the the people who work with me, yeah. or I work with them, the staff, they ask me, uh, do you finish work? I said, no, I just start working. Oh my God, 24-7. So, yeah, so <laughs> the actual work starts after uh, uh, after I finish the duty, which being in the, in the, in the, in the restaurants, taking care of the... Staff first, and then the suppliers, yeah. the the guests, handling complaints, cooking, checking the the food, checking everything. So it's it's not easy, but it's not impossible. 
Yeah, so, you're proving it. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's not impossible. If you want something, exactly. you sacrifice for it, then mm-hmm. you will get it. But it's hard to keep time for yourself, right? To have some free time. Yeah. Or do you somehow manage that as well? Well, at the beginning when I started uh, the restaurant, it was, I, I used to sleep only for two, three hours because I recently moved my office to Dubai. Yeah. Uh, I used to commute daily to Abu Dhabi. And I used to wake up at 4.30, shower, drive to Abu Dhabi, come back, reach home around 4, take shower, wear the uniform. Oh my God. Go to the restaurant again up until like 12, 1 midnight. So the sleep was like two, three hours. And you will find this with most of the entrepreneurs. Yes. I listened to uh, Ali Yazdi before exactly. me. Exactly. He, he, I felt him. What he, Whatever he was saying, I felt him. I said, yes. I got no you, bro. Sleep club. I got you, bro. I know what I know what you mean. So um, yeah, it's hard, but step by step, um, you learn how to manage things. Yes. You know how to. Some of the things got you can make them systemized. Some of the things that you need to be there. Uh, I recently got have some time for myself, like one, let's say, once a week or uh, an evening in uh, in a week. Yeah. Just to, you know, just to relax. Because all of this depend on on me. And then if I'm not well, so nothing will be exactly. well. Because everything is related to me. If I'm not well, nothing will, 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 will happen or nothing will go well. That's your thinking. Like, you know, you need to keep time for yourself. You need to relax a little bit. And that's how you can be successful as Indeed. well. You don't, I mean, it's good to hustle, but also to an extent, I think. Yes. Right? True. So basically you said that you serve desi food in your restaurant Correct. and that you were inspired by the movies and everything in your childhood. I wanted to ask you, how did you learn how to cook desi food? I did a lot of fail experiments. Okay, at uh, home? At home, of course, before opening yeah. the restaurants, way before opening the restaurants. Uh, I used YouTube as a reference, Google, getting recipes from yeah. here and there, watching mom, watching dad, dad also cooks. Uh, watching them cooking. I didn't only learn desi food, but Arabic food, okay. uh, other uh, like steaks, seafood. Uh, the only thing I didn't learn is the pastry, which is the most difficult thing oh for me. Oh my God, yes. It's very, very precise, difficult. right? Yes, yeah. exactly. So being like professional in, in desi food, I learned it when I opened the restaurant okay. from watching the uh, chefs cooking and I was learning from them. What makes our food like a bit dis- different? We uh, it's it's a bit fusion. Yeah, some recipes are like original as it is from from home. Nothing is like ingredients are not added or not more spicy. Yeah, it's as it is. You feel the original taste. Some of the food I have invented, oh not invented. It's in fu- fusion. Like for example, I have a dish called Rara Punjab. It's okay. I used to love having keema and something called nashif. Uh, it's like chunks of mutton or chicken okay uh, and keema you know it's keema it's exactly. minced beef or oh, sorry minced mutton or minced chicken so being in childhood growing up we used to order both of them together and like having oh, with parata okay. and Mix so it. so what i did is like mixing both dishes together and this is now one of the top selling for me interesting yeah uh, something is like chips oman puri it's like dai puri and with with chips oman people love it there is a, like a twist in it. Yes. And same exact uh, recipes for the original Daipuri, but 
added some yeah. just fusion. add a little bit of UAE yes, element to exactly. it exactly that one of course to to feel that there is a link between UAE exactly. and the food itself that's really nice and because it's like pakistani and indian food i wanted to ask you have you traveled to pakistan and india did you get some inspiration yes, from I, there yes i i have been to india many times okay unfortunately haven't been to pakistan but inshallah uh, i hope you very, get to go yes inshallah very uh, near future we'll go to uh, i have tasted the food over there from south till central i haven't visited okay. north yet so And whenever I go there, I don't, you will not see me in, in, in a proper restaurant. It's all from the street. Street, yes. All from the street. That's where you get your inspiration from. Yes. So how was your trip in India like? What are some of your favorite places there? I went to Kerala and okay. many cities there. I went to, of course, in Kerala, I love the their uh, motasit, like the motorized and then the different uh, elements or different yeah. uh, curries they put in, uh, in the banana leaf. Exactly. Yeah. It's yes. so nice. You feel like, especially if you eat it in the... In the And the street side, it's it's so delicious. And then being in Bombay, yeah. uh, I like the tandoori's which are in the ch- in the in the road, the pani puris, the vada pavs. I'll tell you one story happened to me with the vada pav. So I was there with one of my friends. He told me I will take you to to the street to. Okay. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the market. It's a very famous market, Marine Drive. Marine Drive. Uh, yeah, okay. it's in Bombay. So he said, I will let you, have you tried a Bombay burger? I said, no. I said, come, we'll, we'll oh, let you okay. try that. He said, I don't want burger. I want a proper. He said, come, I will take you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we went and there was like a small table. And then below that table, there was like a stove. And then a lady with sari sitting, like an old, very okay. old lady. On the top of the table was like old newspaper. And then her cha- her son was cutting the newspaper Okay. And I see his hand was like as dark as charcoal from oh. the printing, from the, you know, newspaper printing. Oh, all the ink was on yeah, his hand. Yeah, all the ink was on oh his hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the lady puts the aloo, the potato, yeah. in, the, in the deep fry. The, the oil was like black, as black as, again, charcoal. <laughs> She takes it out of oh her hand God. and then the, 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 the boy, he takes it, he smashes it. With his hand, which is full of ink, and then he closes it. It it's has a, all the flavor. <laughs> yes, it's varapao with piece of uh, uh, chili. Okay. So he says, "Eat it." He said, "No, I will not eat. I will die if I eat this." <laughs> he said, "Just eat it. Close your eyes." Oh my god! As like, I had one bite, and then suddenly I'm eating six pieces of that. It was really? so delicious. I'm telling you, the ink had the flavor. Exactly, I think so. <laughs> All these little things. Yep. So I had six pieces of that. Oh my God. And then a few hours later, <laughs> I'm in the hospital. <laughs> I spent, like, oh uh, I spent like two days in the, being in the hospital in the emergency. I had food poisoning. But you made it back. I made it back, <laughs> yeah. You had to spend like how many days in the hospital? Two days. Oh my yeah. God. But oh. it was worth it? Like it was that good? It was so tasty. You'll never Believe forget me, it. No. Did you try to recreate it in the restaurant maybe? Uh, Put some ink on your hand. <laughs> no, actually I have not. We'll do maybe the yeah. future. <laughs> What a power would be yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, so basically you told me that you always loved food and you always loved to cook since you were 10. But is there any one dish that maybe you tried or you made at home that made you realize, you know what, I need to have a restaurant or this is what I need to do? Mm, no. Not one in particular, no. just like the overall idea yeah, you like. Yeah, because I was cooking just to just to eat, 
Like a, uh, and a hobby. As a hobby. Hmm. And whenever we used to go like for desert and winters and all, I used to cook. I used to try different things. Sometimes fails, sometimes it works. So I never um, I never thought that I will have a restaurant. Yeah. I was dreaming to have one, but I never thought that this will come into reality. And then plus with the success as well. You know, this was not expected from your side, but it's doing really well. I think it's always the things you least expect that yes. do really well. So what's the most challenging challenging thing about finding the perfect team or finding the perfect chef? So uh, the process of having uh, the chefs and all, we bring them, we try them for three days. Okay. That's the initial uh, interview. Uh, if their food is good, we let them continue for 20 more days. If we see the attitude, the teamwork, for me is the most important thing is the teamwork. Yeah. I very emphasize on this. I give them brief every week on teamwork, teamwork, focus on teamwork. Because yeah. once something in the team is not working well, exactly, the whole team will, you know, will ruin, this will talk, that will talk, this will mm. happen. So having a teamwork, making them happy, this will reflect on the food. Because food, cooking food is, is a chemistry. Uh, that's why if I ask you what's the favorite food you say mom's food because exactly. she cooks with love and if I cook food with love of course it will taste different it's believe me it's a chemistry uh, so yeah if uh, if they pass that uh, 20 days then they are welcome to their home uh, when we started we were a team of six only okay. uh, there were three people in the service department and then there were two shifts plus me so I was always supporting. Actually, I was supporting wherever the need was okay. there. So if they need someone in the kitchen, I'm in the kitchen. If they need someone to serve, I'm serve. Delivery, I go. The deliveries, I was like, I was delivering the no food. Way. Yes. And and that's a normal thing. Everyone surprised. It's my thing. Exactly. I, if you want it, I will deliver it to you. That's really uh, nice. That's a really good attitude as well. Like, that's how you connect to the customers. Exactly. That's... When they see someone like the owner is coming to deliver, I said, okay, yeah. I will order again and again. I still remember my first customer. He's still ordering from from me. Okay. Uh, that we delivered for him. The first order was chole and samosa. You still remember I the do order? I still, because I delivered myself. I cooked it and I delivered it. Wow. Yeah. And sometimes, for example, the place is dirty. I mop it down. I clean the toilet. It's... It's your place. You need yeah. to. It's like your home. It's like your home. Exactly. That's what I tell the staff whenever they come. Listen, this is your home. You are generating money for you from here, not me. Exactly. I'm not. You are not working for me. We are working together. Uh, if you work well, you will. We, we will make money, and then you will earn your salary at the end of the month. Exactly. If you didn't do so, nothing will happen. You will lose your job. <laughs> I will lose everything. And with your whole experience being an entrepreneur, what is one tip you would give to a young entrepreneur? Something you've learned through your experience. Be flexible. Being flexible, like, taught me a lot of things in life. You can be wherever you want. You be like water. Be like, exactly be exactly. like water. You can fit in a glass. You can fit in a cup. You can fit anywhere. Exactly. So be flexible. Anything happens to you. Don't take it as an excuse. Just overcome it. Find a solution for it. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah. And what is one thing that motivates you to work? Like <sighs> to get up in the morning and do your job and then go for your business and all of that. Making Alibi 
an international brand. Inshallah, one Inshallah. day, so, very soon. Yeah, so that what makes me or what gives me power, that's what's pushed me to give more. And believe me for now, if we talk about sales and revenue, I still don't, nothing goes into my pocket yet. But because I'm focusing on the brand, if you want to be uh, a successful person or if you want to be a millionaire, yeah, don't follow money. Follow a specific passion, be excellent at it, and then, then the money will follow you. So basically just follow your passion and stay focused. And then I think, yeah, when people obsess too much over money, they don't end up getting it because you're thinking about it constantly and you forget to look at your goals. Exactly. So I wanted to ask you that the food industry in the UAE is quite competitive. How do you stand out from the crowd? His Excellency Mohammed Al-Gargawi uh, asked me the same question. He visited me in one of the um, food festivals. Okay. Yeah. And he asked me the same question. He said spe- specifically Desi food is very competitive um, uh, industry or, exactly. or field, let's say. And he said, how are you coping with this? And I said, it is challenging, but I'm the only local in this industry. And you've created the fusion dishes as well, exactly. like with the man chips and yep. all of that. So you're catering to Desis and you're catering to Emiratis as yes, well. Yes, both together. And I've seen that even uh, on your Instagram. I like how you are always there on Instagram and you make videos, making the dishes. Do you think that helps you connect with customers more? A lot. When I started... Uh, the restaurant, the first posts were only food, 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 food. Yeah. So one of my friends told me like, why don't you come up and talk, uh, show your face? Yeah. I said, okay, why not? Uh, but I was a bit shy. Uh, so I was hiding behind the mask. <laughs> oh, was it like COVID time? That's Yeah, why? it was COVID okay. time. Yeah. Uh, I said, okay, let's try. And I saw that there are the... There are more people watching the videos which are being exactly. made than like only food video or food photo. Yeah. So from them, from back then, I continued uh, posting videos and talking about food. And uh, people like it. Uh, they like seeing the kitchen. They like seeing the process of exactly. food. Because they only sit and eat. They order and eat. They don't know what's happening behind the scene. But if you know what's happening behind the scene, if you see the place is clean, hmm. you see the process of the food, then you will trust the place and come and eat. So, yeah, it's all about storytelling. You're exactly. like connecting yourself to the brand, connecting yourself to the customers and telling them the whole story of the dish. Correct. And how do you come up with new dishes in the menu? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, it's a chemistry. So most of the dishes which comes like fusion dishes. Yeah. It comes by coincidence. Uh, sometimes when I'm doing something, uh, I just add up something by mistake. Then I taste it. It's good. Yeah. Like the chips Oman. Okay. I was I literally was eating chips Oman in the in the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, the chef was preparing daipuri, and I took one piece. I put chips Oman. I ate it. Tasted well. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's well. all trial and error. Yeah. And I have a dish called butter chicken biryani. Oh, that's so, a good combination. Yeah. So I was preparing a butter chicken. And then because it was so busy, the, the it was very chaos in the kitchen. And yeah. we we're like so many orders happening. 
I was doing the masala for butter chicken and then I don't know why oh. I made like this. I put my hand and then other chef is giving me rice. No way. I put the rice in it and I'm quick said, what did I do? <laughs> that's <laughs> Late not realization. Yeah, yeah, that's not uh, biryani masala. That's butter yeah. chicken. Oh my God. I tasted it. It was good. No way. Yeah, that it was is good. So then we introduced it. And there are some like juices, uh, some um, other dishes, which I try to make it. Some of them fail. Yeah. Like lately I tried the sour mango with puri and this it, it was like big fail. Like a pani puri with like mango? Like pani puri with sour mango. It okay. didn't work. Really? Because the texture in the mouth, I don't know, it was very, very wrong. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's all about trial and error. That's actually exactly. very cool that you came up with the butter chicken biryani. Yep. It even sounds so delicious because mm. I love butter chicken. It's a good it combination, yeah. yeah. I will definitely come and try it. Sure. I wanted to ask you, um, do you use food influencers for your restaurant? Do you pick them yourselves? What's your process for that? How do you get the word out about your restaurant? Or you want it to be organic? At the beginning, uh, when I started, I, I never introduced any food blogger uh, or anyone to make an advertisement mm. because... I knew that if I bring someone, the restaurant will be crowded. I will not be able to serve that amount of people. Then the reputation will be bad. Yeah. It will be bad for me. They will blame the influencer again. So it's bad for yeah. everyone. So I started growing organically. Once I had enough stuff to uh, accommodate the people. Yeah. Uh, I actually uh, expanded a little bit from the restaurant. So we changed some interiors We to serve more people uh, and then there were some people or some influencers coming clicking photos I don't know they tag me and then they say oh, okay, okay this is Alibi restaurant come and have they genuinely uh, liked it yes they genuinely liked it so far in the in the two years I only invited one person which I like a paid collaboration with okay. him uh, the rest of the influencers who, who came or who visit they all visited because they saw it in social media or by word of mouth. Oh, okay. uh, we ha I have some, uh, one of the famous singers visited me in UAE. Uh, so many famous influencers visited the place and they, they like it, they posted. Uh, yeah, so it's growing organically. Yeah. It's a place that people like to come because they enjoy the service. They enjoy the food, they enjoy the atmosphere. Even inside all, there is uh, like Bollywood uh, traditional songs, like black and white songs. Oh, okay. So once you are in there, you, you, you feel like you are in... They're like movie posters yes, plastered on exactly. the wall and then there's music playing. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds like such a vibe. Yep. And uh, even like you, because you said it's like a dhaba style, it's comfort food, it's yes. a comforting environment. Yeah. Basically, we have two segments. So we've, we're done with the interview. We're going to have the bigger picture challenge. So I have my sketchbook over okay. here. I'm going to give you the paper and the pen and... I will tell you what to draw and you have to draw it under a minute. So we're going to see your sketching skills. Ready Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Here you go. Let me put my stopwatch on. Okay. Okay. So you need to draw something that reminds you of your childhood. Oh, 36 seconds. You're home. That's your childhood? Yep. Do you still live in that house in the UAE or you guys moved? That's not my home. Then? Is this just something you used to draw it's when you were a some, kid? Yes. Oh, okay. It's like your favorite sketch. Yes. As a kid. 
That's so cute. I used to throw this a lot in the school. Yeah, I, and you know, yeah, the sun, especially yes. on the corner yep. right there. So the next segment is called Rapid Fire, mm-hmm. where I'm going to ask you 10 questions and you need to answer as quickly as you can without thinking too much. Okay. Last movie you watched? It's, it's a series, a Good Doctor. Because that's the next question, yep. favorite Netflix show. Is that no. The Good Doctor? No, it's not The Good Doctor, Breaking Bad. And what's your favorite fast food spot? KFC. Best part about living in Dubai? Everything. What's your go-to comfort food? KFC. And who is your favorite celebrity chef? Uh, Nusrat. Last song you listened to? I was just listening to the Karbanduk. That's my favorite song Bandu? for Batsha. What is your biggest fear? Death. Okay. Of someone I love. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Forget. What is your favorite creation at the restaurant? Andaburji. That's egg with tomato. And that is the end of our podcast. Thank you so much, Ali. It's, Thank you. It was such a good conversation. I had so I much fun. I didn't feel the time. Really? I yeah. know. Same here. It was so the fast. one hour went by so yep. fast. We had fun. Yes, actually. And uh, thank you so much. Wish you best of luck in your podcast as well. And hope to see you soon in the place. Thank you so much. Yes, I thank will you. definitely be coming to the restaurant very soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and like the video. Let us know in the comments what your favorite part of the podcast was.